I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. Guys, this is a historic episode. October 30th will be the two-year anniversary of the MMA Island Podcast, which makes this the anniversary MMA Island Podcast episode. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations to all of us. It's it's really fun. It's cool to be doing this for so long. Two years is insane. Um, this is episode 178. Um, it's wild. So congratulations, guys. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, as always. Um, let's go ahead and get into the episode. First thing we're going to talk about today, very interesting thing that I guess I didn't realize until I saw this somewhere. Um, the last 155-pound champion to lose their belt in the octagon, not with outside the octagon things, retirements, or anything. The actual last person to be dethroned by a fight in the octagon was Eddie Alvarez against Conor McGregor at UFC 205. Just what do we think about that stat? That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. You know, uh, I guess we can expect Islam to vacate the belt right after this, just like Conor <laughs> did. Uh, no, 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 no. It's weird to think about, right? You know, all yeah. of our champions we've had in the past have been dominant, retired, and then just or stripped in any way. You know, no one's actually legitly lost the belt. 155 is that competitive. I feel like when you become champion there, there's no denying it. Like you can deny Aljamain Sterling all you want. You can deny even Yuri Prohaska to an extent because he was losing the Glover fight. Yeah. Um, but you cannot deny when 155 gets the belt because they keep the belt. They're tough mofos. And they're good everywhere they fight because they have to be because everyone in that division is insane. So it's just really, really cool to see that we finally it's been six years, six years since where the last spell has been uh, taken away. So I think it's 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 telling you how good of a year this is going to be coming up. 2023 is about to be fantastic. Yeah, this is such an insane stat. And it wasn't until Jack told us earlier that I even gave two thoughts to it i genuinely didn't even realize i mean it tells you the story of really the ufc over the last five six years it really does we've had division holdups we've had division dominance and we've had division controversy obviously conor mcgregor held up a division for two years never defended his belt we had habib's reign of domination and terror for about two years year and a half roughly and now we have Islam Makachev, who's probably going to continue that run in itself. So it's a it's a really mental statistic. And if you can point to any light or any weight class in any uh, company in any sport in the world where you have this kind of story, I defy you to find it because it tells us how mental and insane the UFC's lightweight division is. Realistically, um, I actually really like the point that Hunter brought up there. The man who holds the lightweight title is almost like the baddest man on the planet now because that division is so ridiculous. 
whoever can win that belt clean, it almost has a different level of prestige to it. But the lightweight division is obviously one of the best divisions in the UFC. I think amongst most of us, it's arguably our favorite division as well. It's the most loaded. It's the most dynamite filled. And in many ways, it is the best. And that stat tells you it. Yeah, it's just wild. I I don't even see it like, I mean, obviously, the some of the best and greatest champions that we've seen have come through lightweight, but it's it's just wild because you hear that at first and you're just like that can't be real, that can't be right, that 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 has to be made up. But then you think about it, well, okay, obviously Connor became champion after Eddie Alvarez, but Connor never lost the the title. Um, he just fought Floyd Mayweather and never came back, <laughs> and then and then Habib becomes champion. Right uh, off of that weird mess where he's supposed to fight Tony, and then Max Holloway's going to step in, and then it's oh, Al Iaquinta. I People like forget it. that fight happened. I forgot that fight happened until they started talking about it. Um, Habib becomes champion, doesn't lose for forever, and is arguably on his way to becoming the greatest of all time if he stays. And his, and his father unfortunately passed away, which is why he had to step away. Um, Habib vacates. Well, then we have Chandler versus Oliveira. At the time, which is funny, people were saying Oliveira doesn't deserve the title shot. Michael Chandler doesn't deserve the title shot, but they were fighting each other anyways. Then we get the reign of Oliveira. Well, even though everyone viewed Oliveira as the champion whenever he's fighting Islam Makachev, he wasn't the champion. The belt was vacated because he missed weight, even though we all think that was a robbery in that whole situation. So because of that little unfortunate situation, though, we get a hilarious stat and the fact that Eddie Alvarez is still technically the last lightweight champion to actually lose his belt in the octagon. Now, this, I guess, supports my argument for why Volkanovsky will lose to Islam Makachev as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because now you got to go against the stat as well. So. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a really interesting way to tell the recent history of the UFC lightweight division, in my opinion, because it, it shows a story of dominant champions, controversies, uh, just just the most polarizing figure in the sport in Connor. It's it's fascinating. And it's a way you can just look down the timeline at lightweight and just be like, wow, that is true. So we'll see if that ever changes or if, or if the streak will just keep adding on year by year. But it's fascinating. Well- who knows, Jack? Maybe it actually supports the Volkanovsky. Last person to take the belt was a very dominant striker. Maybe um, Volkanovsky could um, be the dominant striker. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not getting into this right now. I don't need the hatred. I do not need the heat from people watching this. But no, you're absolutely right, guys. And look, the lightweight division is so exciting because it's, it is like hot potato. It keeps switching. I mean, every blink of an eye, the title keeps switching. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen anymore because Khabib 2.0 now has the title. But the division is brilliant. It really, really is. Um, It's been a... I think it's in a condition none of us ever thought it would be. Like, I think if you brought us all back to 2016 and told us it would have folded, it would have turned out the way it did, I don't think we would have said that it would have turned out the way it did. But I'm glad it did in some ways. You know, it's made for some incredible storytelling. It's made for some epic fights. And like Hunter said earlier, that will only continue into 2023. Kicking off with a bang in February in Australia. Will Alexander Volkanovsky become arguably the greatest champ champ there's ever been? We shall see. Yeah. I mean, that sets it up perfectly. And it's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a good fight. And so... 
guys, let's go ahead and move on now to the Wheel of Trivia. Yes, usually we start off with this, but we're mixing it up, doing it second, because why not? Um, So, let's go ahead and get this set up. Okay, I can start if you guys would like. Okay. You're not going to be punished first, Hunter, unless you get it wrong first. But, okay, you ready? Yep, let's do right. it. Here we go. What episode of the podcast is this? 178. Yes. Well done. That's a little unfortunate because I literally said that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I would not have got it if you didn't. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Ready, man? Let's go. I'm I'm sure it's going to be as easy as that one was. All right. Here we go. Yeah. What month did oh we already did this? Oh, this we did this question. One. All yeah. right, we're spinning again. I guess I didn't delete that. Anyways, you're off the hook for that one. <laughs> I would have got it wrong regardless. By the way, if I it was August, <laughs> I remember. Oh, Who is ranked five, number fifteen eight. in bandweight? Ooh. Oh my god. Um. Take take a second. Let me look. I think I know. I think I have an idea of who it is. All right, whenever you're ready. Is it Adrian Yanez? Oh, oh, that might be it. Hold up, let's look. Oh. Oh. It's not, is it? No. Oh, it's uh, our boy, Jack Shore, right? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. oh that's two, baby. Man, Yanez was 14th. I thought Shore and, and, and Yanez were tied for 15th. They might have been at a time. But that's brutal, Keelan. That's brutal. But there's no mercy. You ready for your punishment? You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. There's only really four to choose from now. Oh, it's your favorite. No way. Oh. The rest of the podcast facing backwards. Wow. It actually happened. It actually happened. All right. Well, I mean. For 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 of all podcasts, this is this is perfect for the one that you're gonna be facing backwards on. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is so stupid. Um all right. We might have to have you speak up a little bit, uh, Keelan, just as we go on. Um, okay. <laughs> this is so dumb. Are we ready for our next topic? You guys ready to go for the next topic? All Let's right. Let's do it. Uh, let's do predictions now. Pick of the night. We have a fight night coming up. Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. Hunter, get this started. Who wins it? This is such an interesting matchup, boys. Am I right? I mean, like, we got two predominant strikers on the feet. But if we're being honest, they're nothing in the same way. You know, they don't strike the same as many others might do. You know, Calvin Cater tends to be a little bit more uh, disciplined in his boxing technique. And very much, uh, and has some power behind his strikes. Arnold Allen is a, I, I like to think of him as a bit like Max Holloway right now, where he has a lot of volume strikes he likes to throw out. Um, not everything may land, but he will continue throwing. Uh, he throws really great combinations. That's what I think that's his best part of his games is his ability to throw combinations. You know, a lot of fighters like to, you know, stop after the third punch or maybe just give it a one, two or try to get that one punch knockout. Arnold knows that he doesn't have that power for that one-punch knockout, so he goes for those combinations. And oftentimes, he ends up hurting his opponents. 
He has only one TKO on his record, and that was his last fight against Dan Hooker. But in almost all of his fights in the UFC, he's at least dropped his opponent once. So it's it's a very uh, difficult one to matchmake here or to pick. Uh, but honestly, I'm going to go with the veteran in this case, Calvin Cater. I think Calvin Cater uh, is really difficult to finish. Uh, we saw this against Max Holloway, and I don't think Arnold Allen has the finishing ability to do that to Calvin Cater. But I do think that Arnold Allen will hurt Calvin Cater at some point. Uh, Arnold likes to flurry whenever he does. He throws tons and tons of strikes. We saw it against Dan Hooker. I think in that striking exchange, Calvin Cater throws in a left or a right hook and then hurts Arnold Allen, chases the finish. I'm going to go maybe fourth round TKO because I've seen Arnold Allen fade in the past. And you guys know why I'm picking uh, Calvin Cater in this case? Why? Because I picked him last time and he won. No, no, no. Because what the boss says goes, baby. What? Oh, for the love of God, it's got to put up with us as well. Um, Yeah, this is such a good fight uh, for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, we have Calvin Cater, who is by far one of the best counter boxers in the featherweight division. Very good at sort of slipping that lead shot and coming back in and doing twice as much damage as his opponents. The problem is, is that the one type of person that Calvin Cater seems very reluctant to throw against is a pressure style fighter. And that's where Arnold Allen really comes into his own. Arnold Allen in his his last few fights has really swamped his opponents with pressure and been able to do a lot more damage with that. And I think that's actually what's going to win Arnold Allen this fight. Controversial, yes, I know, but I'm facing my own wall. I can do controversy very, very easy and back it up as well. Arnold Allen, I think, gets a very good decision win here. I think it puts him on the precipice of a title shot. I think he's going to push into Calvin Cater quite a bit like Josh Emmett did in Cater's last fight. I think he's going to struggle with that pressure. I think he's going to find it difficult to get that shot off. And I think Arnold Allen gets the decision win. And guys, do you want to know why Arnold Allen gets the biggest win of his career on Saturday night? Do you know why that's the case? Why is that, Keelan? Because when you're a Bond villain and you're about to do an epic spin around, when you want to listen to those facts, you come to the mic. Whoa. 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 I know you're my purgatory. <laughs> you slightly broke the punishment there, but we'll allow it because of that was spectacular. Dramatic effect. Yes. We'll allow yes. It. Yeah. yeah. That was good. That was good. Um, look, this is gonna be a great fight. Back to back great fight weeks. UFC two eighty was awesome. Um, this is a great fight night. We were just talking about before we came on. It's like finally a really stacked fight night, and this is going to be good. This is one of those high-level uh, uh, featherweight fights that just you can make so many matchups up there. It's going to be a guaranteed great fight. I think it will be more of a technical war than just an all-out brawl. Mm-hmm. But both of these guys, I think, have the potential to finish a lot of opponents, but I don't think they will finish each other. I think this fight will go, deci- go to a decision just because both of them are so durable and so tough. For me, when picking the winner of this fight beforehand in, in, in UFC history, and honestly, before coming into this year, I would always, always pick the rising star, the rising person. But I feel like we've been seeing a trend lately. I really think we've been seeing a trend of now veteran fighters have been slowing down the prospects a lot more than they used to. Uh, used to, you would see guys just 
run through people like Darren Till, run through people, get the title shot way too early, and either they would win the title, become a great champion, or lose and then up and down and try and fight their way back. Nowadays, though, I feel like a lot of the veteran guys are trying to prevent themselves from becoming gatekeepers. So they are really going out there and finishing a lot of these young prospect guys and not taking any fight lightly. Um, that being said, I think that applies to this fight because Calvin Cater is a guy who just pulled off a spectacular win. He basically reversed what what had happened to him with Max Holloway. He did that to his opponent and looked absolutely phenomenal. Arnold Allen just fought Dan Hooker, and Dan Hooker's a a great legendary fighter in his own right, but Dan Hooker was also going down to weight class. It was his first time. Arnold Allen won't be able to do that that blitzing all-out brawl thing against Calvin Cater. Cater's hands are way too fast, way too powerful. I give a very big boxing advantage to Calvin Cater in this fight. Slightly more grappling towards Arnold Allen. Long story short, guys, I'm picking Calvin Cater in this fight to win. Hunter, I agree with you. Um, I think it's just because... One, the experience level. I think he he has that confidence back off of that last fight. He proved he's mentally tough. I do think Arnold Allen is the more well-rounded fighter. Um, but that being said, I think Calvin Cater is just going to go out there, continue his his flow, and, and just slow down Arnold Allen just a little bit. So I'm going to go Calvin Cater by decision. I think it will be a pretty close fight, but I think he might win the last three rounds and just pick it up. Like Hunter said, Arnold Allen tends to slow down a little bit. So... Do you know why that is, guys, real quick? If you oh, want man. the facts, you listen to Jack. I had to say it a little louder so you could hear Keelan. Just <laughs> literally. Well, uh, Jack, I do just want to uh, maybe maybe highlight something real quick. Please. Uh, Calvin Cater is not coming off of a win currently. His last fight was a loss against Josh Emmett. It was a split decision loss, if I'm not mistaken. I but, forgot that um, fight. It happened. was a close fight. Okay. It was a close fight. I forgot that and fight happened. Yeah, right. It, 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 I feel like it never even happened. Right? Like, I, 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 I had Calvin forget. Cater winning that. Now that I think of it, I still had Calvin Cater winning that fight. I had All him right. win. Then he's coming in off of a, a controversial defi- decision. Yes. You know, fair point. Thank Maybe you for there's some money me. to be made if he's an underdog. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that. I legitimately forgot that I had. I did not even remember that fight happened. Yeah. I I, I erased that from my memory. I guess. No, it's very true, and it's an excellent point that, ladies and gentlemen, that Jack just made there on his initial analysis. There does seem to be a much more recent trend of established fighters actively upsetting the upstart and the prospect, and I do think there's a lot of truth and a lot of credence to that uh, perspective. And I think with our, I think with these sort of seasoned veterans, there's a lot more impetus now and a lot more sort of intense when they go into these fights against the young prospect. They're definitely not getting fed to them, but they're not getting starstruck either. And that more and more prospects are getting slowed down the higher up that they go. Now, I personally think Arnold Allen could very well be a future champion. And I think he has the ability to grind this fight out and win a decision, mostly using his wrestling. That being said, I, I'm definitely not writing off Calvin Cater here at all. He is more than tough enough to win this fight. He is, he's got the bit between his teeth after losing a highly controversial split decision loss to Josh Emmett, which I still think Calvin Cater won, in my opinion. But the fact is, either way, brilliant, brilliant fight coming up. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And whoever wins this is firmly within striking range of that title. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, 
one thing I'd also like to highlight, Calvin Cater has a history of beating rising stars. I mean, exactly. we take a look at his Giga Chikadze fight. Exactly. We saw some pretty good wrestling, some good elbows. Even I'm going to highlight the Zabit Magomed Sharipov fight. Fair. The first two rounds easily went to Zabit. But Zabit started fading and Calvin started taking the lead in the third. I think this is easily something that could happen in this fight. Calvin Cater's known for getting that upset. I'm going for the Boston Bomber. Hey, Hunter, exact same reason why I'm picking him. You nailed it. That's exactly why I'm going Calvin Cater, um, even though I guess technically he did lose his last fight. I didn't realize that. <laughs> hey, it is a good argument. It's a very, very solid argument. I ain't going to argue with it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, real quick before we head out, I also Hunter, I don't know, should we allow Keelan to turn around for this last bit? It's yeah, I think we okay. should. Okay. For, for the thumbnail only. Though. You're you're done. You're done. Good job, Keelan. <laughs> <For the culture. laughs> well um, just as a little, you know, anniversary thing, we got to talk about what are our favorite moments of the podcast from the podcast throughout this last year. Uh, Hunter, what 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 are yours? Mm, it's uh. It's hard to say. We've this yeah. year has been so much different from the year before that because we've had so many fantastic guests on. Exactly. Uh we've we've had some great topics we've talked about. I love all the new stuff we're doing with games. Honestly, MMA Island's podcast is at a all new high right now. But my favorite moment, I think, just came recently within this last month or two, when our uh, fellow podcaster uh Keelan McNamara was called Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I think that was probably my favorite moment in the past two years. For being completely honest, all time, that, That's yeah, fair. all time. It was just <laughs> owner of Cage Titans. Uh, you know, it's it's just funny as fuck. Ugh. If we're being honest here, but uh, that's that's my favorite moment. I'm sorry, I'm Keelan. Fine. I think I think you could agree it was pretty fucking funny. It was a it was a fun fun oh, time. Man. The funny thing is, I got compared to a homosexual serial cannibal by the head of a major MMA organization, and it's still not the worst thing I've ever been called in my life. So I will take that. Okay, I'm not. not I'm not clapping like, to that, Keelan. That's. I'm not. I'm not clapping to that. I don't <laughs> think you got, Jack. You didn't get called Jeffrey Dahmer, all right? I'm on unique territory here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, no. You know what? I'm actually really glad you mentioned that, Hunter, because that was such a great episode. Um, it was a really, really funny moment, and I, I, I didn't love it in that way, obviously, but it was a hell of a moment, and it was really, really good fun as well. My favorite moment of this year, and like obviously we'll be doing a much more in-depth year in review at the end of the year, yeah. just yeah. because it's, of course, the anniversary of the birth of the MMA Island podcast. But so far, I think um, our Kendra Lust episode I was really that was this that was this year, wasn't it? Was that this oh so. my gosh, it was this year. Yeah. How was that this year? That was, that was so episode. long ago. Guys, time is That's just crazy. a messed up concept. That was That's such insane. a brilliant episode. And um, it was my favorite moment of the year so far, although many have been brilliant. I just think having someone like Kendra on who is such good fun, such amazing conversation. You know, I don't know if we're even allowed to reveal this on the internet, but I'm gonna reveal it anyway. You know, we all did a shot before we started, you know, you know, it was, it was really, you know what, redacted if you want, I don't care, but the people need to know, okay, the people deserve <laughs> to know, and um, it was a brilliant episode, really, really good fun, it was amazing, you know, how knowledgeable Kendra was, you know, she even gave us some really good insights that we hadn't thought of before, 
an all-round brilliant, brilliant episode. Probably my favorite moment of this year so far. That is wild. I, I was I was not thinking that because I thought that was the year prior. I, I cannot believe that was earlier this year. That is crazy. It was January like 21st this year. That is wild. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we Like Hunter said, we've had so many moments. We've had so many guests on. Just to um, real quick, I just no. want to add a disclaimer here. No. Nobody was drinking underage or anything like that. It was all it was all a thing. Okay, just just leave that word. I think I think everything's okay. I think I think we're all good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we had so many guests on. Um, favorite guest I would say would be for me was uh, Eric Nixick. I think that one was just really, really cool for for me and 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 i think hunter did that one i, I think healing you're out sick for that one but um yeah i was away but yeah. hell of an episode it was yeah. it was so he was such a fascinating guest and and gave i learned more through that episode than i think every any other episode we've done on the podcast just him talking about how himself and uh james kraus would like exchange notes after like their fires had fought and stuff like that how how tight-knit everybody really is within the, the highest level of mma just it was so thoughtful and he, and he took the time to do it and was just such a genuine person and it was a great episode and probably one of my favorite that 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 we've done because I've learned so much but in a much broader scope I think I just love doing this in in and out cuz hanging out with you guys talking with you guys even after before and after we always have phenomenal conversations we're just having fun our group chats everything the connections we've been able to make I'm just so glad to be able to do it with you guys thank you for being a part of this journey and it's just it's so much fun. I love doing it. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I if I didn't have the podcast, you know. Um, <laughs> it's great. Also, that just to go back to that Eric Nixick episode, this was right after Ngani won the title too through wrestling. So it was such a it was crazy. such a cool experience yeah. to pick the mind of the of the head coach of Ngannou, right? Like, yeah. Not not many people can do that just starting up like we are. So it's cool. It was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. And like that, even though, I mean, it was arguably better because I wasn't there, but no. it was one of the great episodes that I've ever watched. You know, very few people have a mind for combat sports the way Eric Nixick does. And like I said, we're going to be doing a much greater in-depth review of 2022 in a few months. So I don't want to give too much away. But all I'll say for now is when I had the great privilege to meet Eric earlier this year, I have never learned as much from somebody as when I had the privilege to talk to him and get his insight on combat sports. It was an experience unlike anything else. And it was truly one of the best conversations I've ever had with anybody. And that episode that the guys did, that just showed it in spades. You know, we would love to have him on again as well. I'd love for us to do another episode with him. Uh, and that's such a great pick, Jack. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah, of course. And like Hunter said, we love to have fun on here. All of our guests love coming on because we have so much fun. All the stupid games we play, everything. It's it's a lot of fun. And again, hey, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the podcast. Through two years, a lot more to come. Thank you for listening to this one as well make sure to like and subscribe on youtube as always you can listen to us everywhere literally everywhere including itunes and spotify make sure to follow us on instagram at mma.island.pod and check out our website mmaisland.net guys two-year anniversary more to come great podcast guys <laughs> great job guys <laughs> <laughs>